0: So, we're reading this evening, uh, Bhagavad Gita as it is. Uh, Chapter 2, text number 7. This is a kind of uh, turning point here in the Bhagavad Gita, where Arjuna has been laying out his problem. Basically, uh, He's a kshatriya, a warrior. And he's bound by duty to fight on the side of Dharma. Religious principles, you might say, a just war only. And uh, this is a civil war. In other words, two sides of the same family. used to be all royalty was related. You know, World War One the royalty in England and the royalty in Germany with the same family who is <laughs> in essence a civil war uh, It used to be that way so here there's a there's a, a civil war and Arjuna has uh, asked uh, uh, Krishna who's acted as his chariot driver to, to drive out in uh, between the armies we can look at and see who's come to fight and now he becomes overwhelmed with grief because it's his duty to fight these people, his relatives, uh, even his teacher, <laughs> these people on the other side. Uh, and he feels he's in an impossible situation. Everything he does is going to be bad. If he wins, he loses. If he loses, he loses. <laughs> we say in America, it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> That's how it looks up. Like. So he says here, uh, I'll read the text. He says in, in Sanskrit, Karpanya-dosho-pahata-svabhava svabhava tam dharma Kachreya-sandish Uh, now he says I am confused about my duty and have lost all composure because of miserly weakness in this condition I am asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me now I am your disciple and a soul surrendered unto you. Please instruct me." So Krishna and Arjuna had a relationship like brothers, a great relationship of equality. Uh, in an in intimate relationship like that, Krishna, Arjuna knew he was God but didn't care so much. He liked him better as his friend. Uh, this is, more intimate and this is what Krishna does in order to have close relationships with his devotees that he causes them to forget he's God so he can have a mother once in a while she's reminded but it interferes with her motherly feelings if she thinks her little baby is all-powerful so similarly these are like brothers Krishna and Arjuna but now when he becomes completely bewildered, he now says, Okay, now you are actually my teacher, he says here. So, I'm confused. His bewilderment is so overwhelming. Here he says, I'm afflicted. Uh, uh, because Samuddha uses this word here. Samuddha, Chetaha, in my heart, or in my consciousness, I'm com- completely freeze. Uh, are confused, uh, and I'm afflicted with, he calls this karpanya dosha, uh, the, the 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 weakness of karpanya. Prabhupada translates it here as miserly weakness. It can be just miserable, but here, miserly. Uh, Prabhupada would explain this word miser a miser is somebody who has great assets but lives like a poor person won't spend any of it he's got you uh, uh, one elizabethan place had infinite riches and little rooms but don't touch them they're <laughs> a miser uh, so uh, said this term is uh, because of miserly weakness he says uh, so now you can tell me nishchita with confidence what is shreya the best thing for me to do uh, in this condition and then he says uh, here's the word shisha teham I am your shisha I am now your disciple your student you are my authority and shadi instruct me Tom uh, Perpanam, I am surrendered unto you. Now I really want to know, I'm in a perplexed dilemma. Everything I do will be bad. This has already been outlined. Uh, 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 so this is my confused uh, situation. Now I'll go through, Prophet has a uh, fairly long purport. We'll so just take it in stages. Prabhupada says by nature's own way the complete system of material activities is a source of perplexity for everyone so he's generalizing here about uh, uh, how most of us don't know what to do and don't know what we're doing Uh, so he says in every step there is perplexity And therefore it behooves one to approach a bona fide spiritual master who can give one proper guidance for executing the purpose of life. Uh, So this is where it it, comes. What am I I supposed to be doing? Uh, And and so here he generalizes uh, here is is Krishna and God, but a a Guru, um, spiritual master. Is supposed to be because uh, a lot of people sometimes take that title, but they're not what they're supposed. Uh, are supposed to be uh, representative of God uh, in, in our uh, early stage of uh, in our material life. We can't see God. That's the big argument. Where is it? Show me. We can't see God. We're not able to. Uh, but there are people who can represent God, uh, and, and uh, that's the spiritual master. So here Prabhupada is saying, just like Arjuna happened to be in a time and place where Krishna was actually present on the planet, mm-hmm. with an avatar, one who descends, who come mm-hmm. down, as he does periodically, and teaches. And here we have the record of his teaching. It was, it was taken down and propagated. We know what he uh, says. Uh, 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 and then the teaching that gives, uh, Krishna gives is, is digested, understood, passed down one after another, uh, a disciplic succession. Uh, and this is uh, who, when he, Prabhupada uses this term, bona fide spiritual master. Uh, one has to find somebody who actually represents Krishna Uh, doesn't make anything up doesn't concoct anything but says what Krishna says and maybe has the skill to help apply it in different circumstances Uh, Prabhupada continues all Vedic literatures advise us to approach a bona fide spiritual master to get free from the perplexities of life which happen without our desires we find ourselves in difficult situations and uh, uh, (laughs) they're always there he says they are like a forest fire that somehow blazes without being set by anyone Uh, uh, material life is compared to this uh, blazing forest fire you survive one danger, there's another. Let me tell you something about this material world. Nobody gets out of here alive. We think we are so advanced now, we've made so much progress since the Middle Ages and all these things like that, but the death rate's still 100%. hasn't improved. Uh, we are in the blazing fire of material existence, and mostly we deal with it by not dealing with it. It happens to somebody else, people in foreign countries, <laughs> uh, and so on. But uh, sooner or later, each one of us faces that time when actually we have to give up everything. Sometimes people criticize uh, the Hare Krishna devoid. Look, oh, they renounce so much. And they surrender to Krishna. I'm not going to do that. But you will The time of death is when we all have to give up everything and bow down to something more powerful than we are. Everybody. Uh, And it's actually, it's a moment we should be up for. We should be prepared for this. The Srila Prabhupada tells us that death is like the final examination. Now, if you're a good student in the university, you're preparing for your final exams. If you just goof off spend all your time in the pubs and things without the study. What happens when the final death, I think, right? well, we should be we should be prepared for this. Anyway, we are in this forest fire. Right? Uh, because the, the real problems are birth, death, old age and disease. These are these are the things that they're going on everywhere. Right? People are being born and that's suffering. We came crying hither. Here says this, we all come into the world suffering, birth, and then we get old, we don't want to, there's huge industries to try to stop it, hold it back, disguise it, but we all get old, we all come diseased one way or another, um, my mother was a was an army nurse in, in America in, in World War II, until she got pregnant with me then that out, but she was an army nurse and she told me what it was like uh, in, the, in the army hospital when they got their first bottle of penicillin that had just come out and there was some uh, young uh, handsome uh, uh, army air force uh, pilot who had come in with pneumonia and they all knew they'd seen hundreds of cases; he was going to die Three days later, he'd be dead. They all knew it, and they had this one vial of penicillin, and they said, we'll, we'll use it on him." She said it was so precious; they, they, it was like gold, you know. This penicillin—it was just starting to be manufactured, so so they they took this guy and they they gave him a, sh- a shot of penicillin or two. Somebody they knew was going to be dead. And the next day he's up laughing, joking, it's, it's gone, the is finished, it's over. She said people were in tears, and they thought, this is the answer, here it is, you know, it's a miracle. That's what they called it, a miracle drug. Right? And I could understand that. Sure, you don't want to see anybody die and you think all these things, but what's happening with our, oh, you know, all these, oh, they get, uh, they microbes get resistant and now penicillin is almost useless and they're coming up with new antibiotics and those are getting over, you know, and so on. And one thing after another. Uh, so this disease is going to be there. We just die of different diseases than we used to. Uh, uh, and then, of course, death comes. Uh, sooner or later people are trying to solve it. I once had a a student, college student uh, come and talk to me. Uh, Had to do a paper about the Hari Krishnas or something. I was trying to tell her about these things and she said, "Well, you know, I don't think I'm going to die. I said, really? She says, yeah, I think when I get old enough to worry about they will have solved the problem. You know? So we all think, we get this feeling that we're special somehow, I can understand. This is called narcissism, and it's a little bit as healthy, I suppose. <laughs> she thought, I'm so wonderful so special, that you know, somehow or other, it'll, it'll, it'll be solved. The death problem. So these are the, uh, I tried to tell her I don't think so, but <laughs> she wouldn't handle it, huh? Uh, So this is our situation. As far as fire is blazing, there's always going to be uh, something. Uh, uh, So he says, uh, the world situation is such that perplexities of life automatically appear without our wanting such confusion. Nobody wants fire, yet it takes place and we become perplexed. The Vedic wisdom, therefore, advises that in order to solve the perplexities of life and to understand the science of the solution, one must approach a spiritual master who is in the disciplic succession. A person with a bona fide spiritual master is supposed to know everything. One should not, therefore, remain in material perplexities, but should approach a spiritual master. This is the purport of this verse. Prabhupada says it right out. That's that's how we apply this verse. We look for somebody who can actually talk about the real problems. Uh, And and then then he says the next paragraph, who is the man in material perplexities? Who is that person? It is he or she who does not understand the problems of life. In the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad 3 8 10, the perplexed man is described as follows Yova itad aksharam gargi lokat sakripanaha. He is a miserly man who does not solve the problems of life as a human <laughs> and who thus quits this world. Like the cats and dogs, without understanding the science of self-realization. So we're the idea of a miser. We have this human form of life. Thank you. And the human life is such that we have a higher consciousness, and we can think about these things. Uh, We can ask these questions, Uh, and if we live a life, maybe some material comfort, but basically just to eat, just to sleep, just to mate, and just to defend ourselves, which is what all the animals do, even though we've really got high-tech defending and high-tech mating and all these things and uh, improved comforts in some way. uh, (coughs) Still, there's something here. We feel we're called to something, that there's something we should be doing. And uh, and if we just use this life with no more profit uh, than than an animal, then we've wasted it. We've we've not we've not used our full human potential to deal with it. He says, uh, This human form of life is the most valuable asset for the living entity who can utilize it for solving the problems of life. Therefore, one who does not utilize this opportunity properly is a miser. On the other hand, there is the brahmana. This is a verse with this kripana brahmana. There is the brahmana, one who is intelligent enough (coughs) to utilize this body to solve all the problems of life. Uh, and then Prabhupada quotes the Sanskrit uh, for this verse of the contrast between the this is the verse from, that he mentions from the Brihad aranyaka Upanishad that person who uses this life for the ultimate purpose that person is a Brahmana. The Kribanas or miserly persons waste their time in being overly affectionate for family, society, country, (laughs) etc., in the material conception of life. Now, these things are natural objects of affection. I mean you're not supposed to be a monster. But you could understand that that these allegiances and relationships are all temporary. And that at the time of death, you know, your family can't save you. Uh, your, your friendships can't save you. Uh, but sometimes they're the biggest things we have, the only things we have. They okay, can't help us. One is, one is often attached to family life, namely to spouse, children, and other members on the basis of skin disease. That is, you identify with the, the body. The Kripana thinks that he is able to protect his family members from death. Certainly, you know, I've got had children grown now when they're little. We're always trying to protect them. But now, you know, my children are getting old and uh, not much I can do. Uh, well, the Kripana wants to think that his family or society can save him from the verge of death. Such family attachment can be found even in the lower animals, who take care of children also. Being intelligent, Arjuna could understand that his affection for family members uh, and his wish to protect them from death were the cause of his perplexity. Although he could understand that his duty to fight was awaiting him, it was his dharma, fight on for a good cause, still on account of miserly weakness, he could not discharge the duty. He is therefore asking Lord Krishna, the supreme spiritual master, to make a definite solution. He offers himself to Krishna as a disciple. He wants to stop friendly talks talks between the master and the disciple are serious. And now Arjuna wants to talk very seriously before the recognized spiritual master. Krishna is, therefore, the original spiritual master of the science of Bhagavad Gita, and Arjuna is the first disciple for understanding the Gita. There's one thing you should notice, that Arjuna is here, as the hearer Krishna speaking the Gita, Arjuna is here, as a so one should look at how he accepted it, that's what Prabhupada is saying, That that should be our guide uh, for understanding uh, this uh, work. Uh, how Arjuna understands the Bhagavad Gita is stated in the Gita itself, and yet the foolish, mundane scholars explain that one needs not to submit to Krishna as a person but to the unborn within krishna there is there's where it says you know <laughs> when krishna says to arjuna you should surrender to me he says no we don't surrender to krishna but to that which is unborn within krishna and so krishna says one thing and the commentator says something else he's got a different philosophy from Krishna's uh, this these things are going on uh and yet the foolish... Uh, uh, there's no difference between Krishna's within and without. Krishna's the Supreme Lord. So there's a difference between me, which is the spirit soul, living in this body. My, myself and my body are different. Krishna, however, there's no difference when it comes to Krishna, between Krishna uh, uh, Krishna's body and Krishna's soul, Krishna's mind. Krishna, he's... he's a unified spiritual being. Uh, so for him, he's not an embodied soul like us. So to think that something, un- that the, the Krishna that we see and worship here are, are uh, people that are born, and someone that borns and, and die, and maybe left a message and went on, that's to misunderstand Krishna. And this is, and Krishna himself discusses who he is in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, so you shouldn't come away with that idea huh? uh, uh, so there's no difference between Krishna's within and without and one who has no sense of this understanding is the greatest fool in trying to understand Bhagavad Gita if we actually uh, follow the instructions it's like you know you go, you go to the chemist and you get some medicine and he's uh, got instructions you know take two tablets twice a day and, so what so uh, you have to take it according to the directions on the bottle. If you decide that you're not going to do it your own way, you may you may run into some trouble. Uh, so, so the Bhagavad Gita does it, it, it includes its own uh, directions how you should how you should hear it and, and, and understand it. And then we can apply the instructions uh, that, that, that are, are are coming down and. and we can have even today the same advantage that Krishna had that Arjuna had with Krishna 5,000 years ago the the, the time difference uh, collapses if if, see how Prabhupada titled this book Bhagavad Gita as it is that really irritated some material scholars even somebody wrote up book called Bhagavad Gita as it was, <laughs> uh, because I look at it in some historical context or have some theory about it, uh, so uh, you have to understand that uh, our understanding is not the kind of academic understanding uh, that, that scholars have. i tell you myself, when I, I, I read the Bhagavad Gita about uh, before I met devotees or anything, I was I was studying in religious studies in graduate school, and we were assigned the Bhagavad Gita about three times in different Hinduism courses, three different translations actually. Yeah. So I'd, uh, I read it three times, and it was a really intriguing book. I mean, it's just fascinating, even that the translations weren't weren't all that clear and everything, and tried that. So, um, so the, 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 the last class I had with the Bhagavad Gita, there was a new translation out by Penguin Books Juan Mascaro or somebody, but it was a better translation than most of it, it wasn't ideologically latent, and so as I was reading this, this Bhagavad Gita, uh, I had to write a paper actually on the ethics of the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, and uh, our teacher, who was a Bengali scholar, uh, gave us an idea of what the ethics of the Bhagavad Gita was. That uh, that uh, there's a swadharma for your caste and a universal dharma for everybody. And if there's a conflict, the swadharma, your particular caste dharma, prevails over the universal dharma. That was. But then, as I was reading the, this Bhagavad Gita, it finally occurred to me that what the Bhagavad Gita is actually teaching is surrender to Krishna. Nobody had said that. I had three courses, right? That's what it was. That's what it was teaching. Yeah? Uh, and and I, I, I read this translation again, and yeah, that, that's what it was saying. And. Uh, and I thought, you know, if that's what the Bhagavad Gita is saying. That's what I should do. And I remember I was sitting at the table with a book in front of me going like this. Surrender. 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 <laughs> I looked up. Nothing happened. You know? But then I wrote my paper. And the first, uh, first you know, uh, pages I just repeated what the teacher said. And then I, you know, added some uh, page in the back saying, "But actually, you know, what the Bhagavad Gita is really teaching was, uh, you know, made like it was surrender to Krishna." And because of that, when I got the paperback, the comments, instead of getting an A, I got a B, because I said, you know, something that was not taught. This thing. But the other thing was, it was like oh, this was in Philadelphia. Uh and uh you know uh yeah sixty sixty eight or something like that. So, you know, Sixty-eight I think. I'm walking across campus and so I hear this ching 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 chin, chin, and I look and there's some Hare Krishna devotees jumping up and down. Okay, that happened right there. And uh, so I walked up and you know talked to them and i interested anyway but that's but but that's why I thought that's what what you should really do and it turns out you know I was right uh and and I don't see how even my teacher could have been wrong about that because uh right here Krishna says um, uh Kind of summarizes everything. Sarvadharman purityaja, mame kam sadhanambha jaya, hamtam sarvapape bhio mokshi asya vi masu shaha. Sarvadharman it, all your dharmas, give them up. Give up all kinds of. Sarvadharman purityaja, mame kam sadhanambha jaya, and just come and take shelter of me. I mean, this is your real dharma. This is your. Sarvadharma, give up all varieties of religion, Prabhupada translates. And just, and just take shelter of me. And I shall deliver you. If you think in the process of surrendering to me, there might be some kind of sin. Because this was Arjuna's thinking maybe if I have to fight with my relatives, it'll be sinful. Don't worry, he says. I'll protect you. Because uh, sometimes you do that. For example, uh, for me to become a Hare Krishna devotee, I had to commit a sin. I had to disobey my parents. It it's written. Yeah, you should obey your parents, it's universal. <laughs> Religion everywhere, you know. Honor thy father, thy mother, right? This is like, so. idea as that. But Krishna says, if in that process of surrendering to me, you may commit some, what seems like a fault or a difficulty, I'll protect you. I mean that's really this. I don't know how they could say you know this this what the teacher was saying about what the Bhagavad Gita. The the Sanskrit by the way in in, in the Bhagavad Gita is very very simple. One year of Sanskrit at the university you can pretty much understand it. It's almost for children. You know if you go to the Upanishads or our Bhagavatam you're in a whole other world of Sanskrit. Yeah. Yeah, but here it's, it's very simple, uh, so it, it should be clear. But if your desire is not to surrender to Krishna, then you can find some way around. Yeah, I want to honor this book; it's you know an important book, uh, and so on. But find your way around it. That's what scholars do. They're like lawyers, you know. Teach you how you can legally break the law. <laughs> Sometimes scholars are like that. I spent a lot of time with them. Uh, they're like that. So anyway, here, here is the perplexities of life. We should really deal with the, the real issues. That we don't want to grow old. We don't want to die. And, and the reason we, we, we want to live forever, and we, we don't want to undergo any kind of pain or suffering, of avoiding you know, suffering all the time but it comes of its own whether we want to or not well, because, because our real nature is we are spiritual beings the nature of a spiritual being is sat-chit-ananda uh, sat means without beginning and end chit means full of consciousness awareness and ananda full of bliss this is our own nature and that's what we look for. And everything promises us that, somehow or other. Uh, uh, you, 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 you'll, you'll, you'll find happiness here, you'll find happiness there. You spend money here, you'll find happiness. It's all lies. You know, you go to the poshest part of town. Temp- there people growing old and dying. And when you're, you know, when you when all that stuff is happening, it doesn't matter that that uh, you know uh, you've got a soft cushion or you know, you've got to leave it, say goodbye to it all. You know? uh, are we ready for it? We should be. We should be. That's our final exam. And the thing is, is is that 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 when we spend our time. Trying to cultivate Krishna consciousness, we can begin to the experience of ourselves as we really are. it's not just the future that's that you're taking care of. it's the present. because there there when we are in touch with ourselves in the spiritual level and with Krishna, who, by the way, is intimately connected with us, it's in our heart. is the self of the self, the soul of the soul. The closer than anyone else to us is Krishna, as, as the Paramatma. He's there. And, and once that relation begins to, you know, you have to get the garbage out of the way. And, and, and the, the the false gods. We see on the screens and <laughs> the television sets and the v screens and whatever we may be absorbed in. You get rid of those things and pay attention to this. It comes out, and then that that we know who we are. We can see our way through life. We have we have guidance. The, a, a, a spiritual master is the representative of Krishna. So, one will find out that what one hears from a spiritual master will also be confirmed. It's not like somebody's imposing something from the outside. Uh, you'll, you'll discover it coming from all kinds of places. Uh, uh, and so, we will get guidance what to do, and you take one step, then the next step will manifest itself, the next step, and the next step, and, 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 and so on. We will not have wasted our lives. So that's our business. Human life, Prabhupada says, is meant for self-realization. That's what human life is meant for. And then he says the color layer, and not sense gratification. Now that's a difficult thing for people, because we've become addicted. Well, what... what? Let me just mention the problem with, with just trying to take pleasure in the, the senses and the, and the body and all, all the other things. But the, the problem is uh, why we are confused as we are the, the fundamental confusion is that we have misidentified ourselves with the material body. I am this body, thinking like this. And of course, it's we're born that way and uh, everything sort of reinforces it that, that, that I, I, uh, I am this body but the entry level uh, spiritual knowledge in the Vedas aham brahmasmi, I am spirit that means I'm not matter that means I'm not this body but we experience ourselves as the body and then whatever happens to the body we experience is happening to us and it doesn't. But we there's a, a kind of illusory superimposition of our identity upon this material body. So if we cultivate a relationship on the basis of the spirit soul, we can begin to actually understand ourselves and experience ourselves as spiritual beings, and we discover that we have a a platform of stability, happiness, and growth, which is not at all dependent upon material circumstances. Even in the greatest difficulty, one uh, feels oneself uh, immune from all suffering and able to grow and develop and not be discouraged. This is uh, You know, and I have to say the laws of spiritual life are the same. There are different religious traditions. But if you look at every religious tradition has great saintly people. And they're all like that. They're they're happy no matter what happens. They're not disturbed under any conditions. Uh, uh, And there's no such thing as defeat. And they try to teach others about it. Well, it's hard to do. Okay. Uh, but actually, our, our our calling as human beings is saints. What a lot of people have done in the world is 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 is, 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 is sainthood is you know for a few special few people. Uh, but actually, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's Universally available for anyone who wants it. We ask God for it; it will come. It will be there, uh, and, and uh, that, that's why, uh, for for me, yeah, I I I I just thought here's a way that this is practically available, and of course. Uh, with with the, the, the method that's been, been spread, uh, given by Lord Chaitanya, uh, the pursuance of the Bhagavad Gita, this practice of bhakti, the, the, the meaning of bhakti is Rishikesha, to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. Right now we've engaged our senses simply in sense gratification. How do we engage our senses in Krishna? For well, Krishna's made himself available to our even our materially conditioned senses. And so we have the practice of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, just reciting the names of God. But reading books like Bhagavad Gita, there is Krishna's present in that book. Uh, uh, we have deities, all, all the practices of Bhakti are ways of engaging the senses. Catholicism comes the closest to that in the quest of, of, of doing these things uh, 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 but th- this this is this is the practice of bhakti to engage the senses so it's doable and it's very 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 powerful and, and uh, uh, so I I, I, th- I think the real lesson here I think this goes on for a while I don't know if we should put, uh Retract the time, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Hmm. Fifteen. We have time for questions and answers after that, or? And uh, yeah, about maybe ten minutes of questions and answers. Okay. Well, I, I'll I'll just I'll I'll. Uh, uh, I was going to do another verse, but I think that's probably take a little too long. Yeah. Uh, So, I, I mean, for myself, I, you know, I was one of these people that, that, that just started to practice just to see what would happen. And, and it was, it was my surprise, really really working quite well. I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectation of things. I thought the devotees I met were mostly pretty weird. And, uh, and, uh, and, but, you know, it really worked. And that uh, uh, when when I first came, in this Bhagavad Gita wasn't out yet, but when it came, you know, I couldn't understand. He was somebody who, who really read it. I really had gone through three or four different uh, understandings of it, and translations of it, and explanations of it, uh, and... Uh, uh, I, I, you know, so I wasn't uncritically accepting everything. Uh, you know, there's what you learn in academics is critical self-awareness. So I was loaded with that kind, that kind of stuff. Uh, and and uh, and when I began to get convinced about Krishna consciousness, I even, do I have a right to be this convinced? <laughs> or is that really? You know, so I, 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 I was skeptical, but uh, 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 this is uh, yeah. Uh, let me just see. Well, let me just read out the next text. Uh, he, he, he says, uh, "I can find no means to drive away this grief, which is drying up my senses." This is again our Judah on the chariot looking at his relatives already geared up to fight, and destroy each other. Uh, I will not be able to dispel up even if I win a prosperous, unrivaled kingdom on earth with sovereignty like the demigods in heaven. That's you know, even if I win I lose. That's his that's we couldn't see any way out. If I lose I lose, if I win I lose. Even winning may be worse than losing. Huh? Uh, so Prabhupada says, although Arjuna was putting forward so many arguments based on knowledge of the principles of religion and moral codes, it appears he is unable to solve his real problem without the help of the spiritual master Lord Sri Krishna. He can understand that his social so called knowledge was useless and driving away his problems, which were drying up his whole existence. And it was impossible for him to solve such perplexities without the help of a spiritual master like Lord Krishna. Academic knowledge, scholarship, high position, and so on, are all useless in solving the problems of life. Help can only be given by a spiritual master like Krishna. So, when people like myself are confident about the directions we give people, it's because of Krishna. It doesn't come from me. I didn't make it up. Uh, I heard it from Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada received it from his spiritual master Can trace the the, the, the the lineage back. and. There is a whole storehouse of practical experience in applying these things that one can take advantage of. So Prabhupada says, the conclusion is that a spiritual master who is 100% Krishna conscious is the bona fide spiritual master, that he can solve the problems of life. Lord Chaitanya said that one who is the master in the science of Krishna conscious regardless of his social position, is the real spiritual master. Uh, it does not matter whether one, a person is a Vipra, a learned scholar, a or born in a low, low family, or is in the renounced order of life. If he is the master of the science of Krishna, he is the perfect and bona fide spiritual master, Kiba Vipra, Kiva Nyasi, Sudra, Kinanaya. Generally, you know, traditional India, the, the Brahman Brahminical class were the spiritual masters who were there. Uh, but there are statements in, in, in the literature that says, actually, if you know the truth, if you're qualified, then you can, if you, especially if you're a devotee of Krishna, it doesn't matter what the birth may be. Uh, it's not based on anything. Uh, except uh, one's spiritual knowledge. Uh, and then uh, he quotes the Padma the Purana, a scholarly brahmana, expert in all subject of Vedic knowledge, satkarmanipanodikto, is unfit to become a spiritual master without being a Vaishnava, Vaishnava means devotee of Krishna, Or expert in the science of Krishna consciousness but a person born in a family of lower caste can become a spiritual master if he's a Vaishnava or Krishna conscious one of, one of the uh, great teachers in our line um, Haridas Thakur who is the Acharya for chanting Hare Krishna was actually born in a Muslim family at that time of Lord Chaitanya dates of 1486 1533 uh, uh, part of India was was ruled by by uh, the uh, uh, Delhi Sultanate you know the Muslim Muslim rule uh, Lord Chaitanya was in Bengal which was under Muslim rule we uh, journeyed to Jagannath Puri which would had a Hindu king and there was always like uh, problems crossing the borders and things like that sometimes, you know. So it was divided like that. But Haridaz Thakur was was uh, actually uh, born in a Muslim family, but was chanting Hare Krishna and became known as the the, the great teacher by example for chanting Hare Krishna. Uh, and, uh, and, and so and, and even Lord Chaitanya's uh, biggest uh, scholars, he had, Lord Chaitanya himself was was trained as a scholar of, of grammar in, 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 in Navadri, which was like sort of Oxford and Cambridge of, of India, that part of India anyway. But but uh, but his, Rupa, and Sanatana Goswami, the two brothers who were very highly educated, had also been excommunicated from Hindu society because they served under the Muslim government as as as, uh, as uh, you might say official high officials, running the country, uh, and they had trouble you know when they wanted to to uh, give up that stuff. And they were very, i mean, they—they they knew Sanskrit very highly, edu- well-educated in Sanskrit. They also knew Urdu, Persian, all these languages. And and, uh, and uh, uh, when uh, trying to get out of that service, one of them was put in jail for quite some time, and and uh, uh, so they, they, you know there was a. a Number of difficulties of those things, so and they would have been completely rejected by the standard uh, Hindu society, even though they were born in Brahminical families because of that that uh, service in, that, in the Muslim government. Uh, so uh, we do have uh, uh, this idea that that. The, the real thing counts as Krishna Consciousness and not, neither could any of us in the West become devotees accepted that way uh, uh, and also Indians in the West once you leave India you're falling <laughs> by the traditional idea too you know. anyway Prabhupada remarks, the problems of material existence, and here he lists them, birth, old age, disease, and death, cannot be counteracted by accumulation of wealth and economic development. They won't do it. They claim they will. One day we will solve the problem. One day we will be able to get in there. You know, I I just, I read the accounts, you know, somewhere in every cell there's a little you know, uh, molecular switch that, that that goes and the cell starts to get old and dies, and we just go, we'll go that <laughs> way we'll be able to do it. That's the hope But then they find out when they did that actually, they tried doing it with some rats or something. They all went crazy. Didn't didn't work. They they, they no, I wasn't able anyway to create got They all got cancer. That's right. They all got cancer. Back to the drawing board. Hmm. Uh, anyway, they, they, that idea is there. In many parts of the world, there are states which are complete with all facilities of life, which are full of wealth and economically developed, yet the problems of material existence are still present. They are seeking peace in different ways, but they cannot they can achieve real happiness only if they consult Krishna, the Bhagavad Gita, and Srimad Bhagavatam constitutes the science of Krishna through the bona fide representative of Krishna, the person in Krishna consciousness. If economic development and material comforts could drive away one's lamentation for family, social national or international liberties then arjuna would not have said that even an unrivaled kingdom on earth or supremacy like that of the demigods in the heavenly planets would be unable to drive away his lamentation he knew it and it's proof so much progress so much economic development and we're going to keep going right People are already thinking. You know, we like science fiction because that's our modern mythology. You know, we'll, we'll, as soon as we wreck this planet, we'll go find another one. We're looking for it already. You know? <laughs> this one's trashed already. You know, let's find another one we can trash. <laughs> Look, but. And by the way, if we deal with Krishna consciousness, we've no time to talk about this now. But if we really deal with it for ourselves, a lot of our other problems will go away, like our ecological problems, and uh, uh, because because we've trashed the earth just because of being so greedy and trying to uh, exploit everything unnecessarily. Accumulating. And, and it's just amazing, you know, why, why own, for example, like people I know about in New York State, they own eight cars. Why own eight cars? How about just one to get you where you need to go? Why own eight? So you can say, I have eight cars. I'm an important person. I have six properties in Manhattan, all of them at least a thousand square feet in size. I'm you know? a big deal. That's why you do it. That's what you get, a little mental satisfaction. And then you die. <laughs> it's so stupid. Just so you can brag. And people are so into bragging about what they got, the guy who's the best out of the United States may become our next president. (laughs) That may happen. So, these things are not going to actually solve the problems. And what what people have this stuff is just Something to, to 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 hide from themselves and other people their actual despair. Even Donald Trump, early in the morning, has to look at what he looks like before he combs his, his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he and I went to the same university, by the way. He's two years behind me. I didn't know. (laughs) He sought therefore, this is Arjuna, refuge in Krishna consciousness, and that is the right path for peace and harmony. Economic development or supremacy over the world can be finished at any moment by the cataclysms of material nature. Guess what? Papa wrote this (laughs) a while ago, but now Everybody's looking at the ice caps melting and the sea levels rising and so on. Just greed. I remember the first time that people thought that might be an environmental disaster heading. This was back, back in the, the 70s, actually. Um, they were saying there's limits to growth. People said, you know, there's limits to growth. And um, we began to get propaganda from various business interests coming in the mail in those days. And one of of their mantras was, All problems caused by technology can be solved by more technology. That's their faith. So stay tuned. He says the Bhagavad Gita confirms this, that when the results of pious activities are finished, one falls down again from the peak of happiness to the lowest status of life. This is the idea of the Bhagavad Gita that material prosperity is due to past karma, your past good deeds. And sometimes you see somebody really looked like everything's going from and suddenly they crash. That's because they just your 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 karma, your good karma. Your material good deeds it's like money in the bank and when we enjoy in this world we're drawing on it but you don't know how much you have in the bank and one day you go to the ATM and you find out there's no more money it's gone you you gone it then suddenly and there's nothing you can do to stop it it's just, it's just used up yeah. uh when the results of pious, he quotes from the Bhagavad Gita, when the results of pious activities are finished, one falls down again from the peak of happiness to the lowest status of life. Many politicians of the world have fallen down in that way. How many of the big politicians end up in jail? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough, yeah, okay. Such Danfeld only constitutes one more cause for lamentation. He just finishes up. Therefore, we want to curb lamentation for good, then we have to take shelter of Krishna, as Arjuna is seeking to do so. Arjuna asks Krishna to solve this problem definitely, and that is the way of Krishna consciousness. So this thing, we should recognize what are the problems of life. Don't try to, you know, cover it over with these, these kind of things to distract ourselves, really deal with it. And here's the manual for actually dealing with this productively. Uh, and uh, you will find out <coughs> that if we get ourselves rightly situated in our own spiritual progress and help other people that actually so many of these other problems that the world faces will also turn out to be uh, Yeah, there are spiritual solutions to material problems, too, because the material problems are, at at the root, really, also spiritual problems. If you don't deal with it, there won't uh, won't be any solution. Any comments, questions? Got to text nine Mm here,
1: But the, the the problems of material life and the inability of technology and science to solve them. Um, just could you say something like, like a, if someone was to play devil's advocate and say, well, as the Hare Krishna movement, in 50 years you had 50 years to show an alternative to help people in their suffering or to, and ultimately to to attain self-realization. I mean. Could we be confident in that, that we provided an alternative, or we were successful as, as a self-realization project, <laughs> um, and also taken into account how, like many people may have felt that they didn't they didn't get or achieve what was promised to them? In Krishna
0: consciousness? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well... It may not be that, uh, that not everybody takes to the process fully, but uh, we, we also encourage people that whatever you do is good. And that, that uh, even if you make a little progress in advancement of Krishna consciousness, that, that stays with us. And the next birth will at least be a human being, And uh, you will again start up where you left off. Uh, I think that's going on already. I've seen some uh, uh, of these things happening. Uh, And uh, so, uh, uh, I know the faults of the Krishna consciousness movement, uh, because I was. In a position to know many of them uh, for a long time, and uh, I'm not really discouraged. I, I would have happened. I mean, I I, I know when I thought at the very beginning of Krishna consciousness, this is it, you know, it, we got it made. Here it is, you know, this is the solution, all the problems. But then, but then, I began to notice that that people, uh, people, there are many more people attracted. To Krishna consciousness, they were actually willing to follow the principles. They liked, yeah, okay, you no, know, I won't eat meat, fish, or eggs, uh, but, uh, uh, but you know, this illicit sex thing or this intoxication thing, I'll mix a little bit, you know. So I, you know, very fairly early on the movement, I went some people who were in our congregation and they they were vegetarians. And they would uh, uh, do Tulsi Puja in their home, and then sit down and smoke some marijuana. Uh, they thought that was a more balanced way to do things, uh, and, and and their spiritual project is going to be retarded. You know, I can appreciate at least they're doing something, but but. Uh, You'll get frustrated if with if on one hand you're trying to light a fire and the other hand you're pouring water on it. It's going to take a while before you get a blazing fire. And uh, 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 You know, at least mo- many of us have been raised and trained to be addicted to, to so many things we think we need. And we're uh, 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 a little hard uh, becoming free from them. Uh, I think things have improved just generally over time. I mean, to be a vegetarian when I became a devotee, everybody thought you're going to die. It was like considered to be totally perverse. At least that's, you know, there's some social support for that, you know. Generally, and, <laughs> and uh, cigarette smoking has gone way down. That's no longer such a big problem. Is uh, that kind of addiction and. Uh, so, so uh, I, I think the, the atmosphere, the world has gotten somewhat better for spiritual life. Also, the fact that we practice some exotic religion from India is not so weird anymore. People know the word yoga, they know the word mantra. They're English words are in the dictionary. Avatar, you know, everybody knows what that is. Now you don't have to and it. So, so, things are, you know, the, the the gap that divided us from the rest of society is somewhat somewhat narrowed. Uh, Indian people are all over the world now. It's not just uh, you know uh, uh, in India and uh, uh, the major export of Gujarat is Gujaratis. Uh, and once uh, while I was in India uh, reading. A, one of the Indian newspapers in English, and there was a cartoon. And two businessmen are standing over uh, a cartoon showed two businessmen, uh, the suits and briefcases, you know, sort of on a cliff overlooking uh, a factory. And it said, Patel Manufacturing. And one is saying to the other, Oh, so that's where they all come from. <laughs> all the Patels. In America, half the motels are owned by. Patels, Motel Patels, uh, and, and people all the time watch Bollywood movies now, you know, and stuff like that. the other things of uh, you know, we're not so exotic. Uh, if, if people found that that, that uh, off-putting, uh, but I, I I think that the best thing that we can do is do the best we can, and. Uh, uh, if you look at the whole course of Krishna consciousness it may look like a lot to do to go from here to being you know that ideal pure devotee but really all we have to be concerned with right now is whatever the next step it is we need to take for our spiritual advancement. Uh, we tend to, we tend to look at it and you know oh, it's too much but, but uh, we shouldn't judge people. where they are on the scale of uh, new devotee or neophyte or only doing this or only doing that rather uh, anyone who's trying to get better is good Uh, 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 And and even if you've got a lot of experience and made some advancement in Krishna consciousness if you stop trying to group it you're liable to slide back down again so, so the real thing is just to, to try to make advancement in Krishna Consciousness. And, and uh, if, if we're serious about that, you'll find out, what, you'll know what to do. Uh, Krishna is in your heart, uh, you'll, you'll meet people who say something to you that you say, Oh yeah, that's what I need to do. And you'll find out uh, what you need to add. And as our taste for Krishna Consciousness increases, uh, those things that formerly we thought were were uh, so necessary, are, are not necessary. But it's a gradual process. Even, I heard a story in the, in the very beginning, uh, the devotees joined the movement and didn't really understand even everything they're supposed to do. So there was a this couple, Sundar and Malati, in San Francisco, uh, and uh, Shaimasundar was uh, commissioned to, to uh, carve Jagannath deities. Malati had found little Jagannath deities in a store and taken them to Prabhupada. And since Shaimasundar was good at word copy, why don't you make a big copy so we can, we can have them in the temple? And they just had, you know, the successful mantra rock dance uh, it, it, uh, on the West Coast where uh, the Grateful Dead and uh, Alan Ginsberg and Prabhupada came and chanted this, this hippie thing, you know, the mantra rock dance. Yeah. So anyway, he had a big following and people started coming all the time. Cause of, uh. So anyway, Shamasundra was carving the deities and Prabhupada came to look at them. And Shamasundra's uh, pack of pomol cigarettes was sitting on top of Lord Jagannath. And Prabhupada just looked at the deed, said, very nice, didn't say anything. But then later, afterwards, he said to Malti, he said, I saw that there was a pack of uh, cigarettes on that were there. He said, yeah, those are Shama cigarettes, my husband's cigarettes. And he said, well, you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes. She says, why not? He said, well, our principle is no intoxication. She said, cigarettes don't get you high. <laughs> You see, really, you know, she went, Don't get you give up LSD, give she, she told me this story. And, and, you know, he said he should quit. And, and the prophet said, how many cigarettes are in a pack? And she says, 20. And, and how much does he smoke? He smokes a pack a day. Okay, so tomorrow he smokes his pack. The next day, 19. The next day... 18, and increase one cigarette a day, and after thirty days, after a month, we'll be finished. That's pretty good. So you know, gradual withdrawals. So, <laughs> so that, that's in some way, a way sometimes we have to do things. <laughs> so, uh, so whatever we do for our spiritual events just the just the next step. That's very very good. Yeah and start chanting Hare Krishna I do it regularly every day we, we, we take a vow and chant 16 rounds on beach, beat get set of beat and just okay I'm going to chant two rounds a day I mean that's how I got started okay then three and things go and time and I can begin to like it and, you know when you chant you just try to it's meditation you focus your mind on, on the Hare Krishna mantra but if it wanders you bring it back just practice like that and uh, you'll start to feel changes happen when they pursue it. Yes? How do the other religious groups view the existence of Paramatma in
1: us? How does who? The other religious groups view the existence the, uh, of Paramatma uh, in us? Uh. Or do they have any fear? Know about it or
0: don't know uh, about uh, Same people have encountered it. They, 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 they feel the presence of God in, uh, inside them. They feel sometimes guidance and direct uh, direction. They may not know exactly the idea of Paramatma, but that actually the Lord is there and in, in dwelling and can give us instructions and guidance. So, you know, there. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they, uh, to, to me, the, the, the conception coming from Bhagavad Gita and other literature is very, very clear and precise about this idea of paramatma and atma. Uh, uh, the, the, the Christians have a, a doctrine about the idea of the soul that's uh, quite wrong from our point of view, in in that uh, we understand that the soul is eternal. They think, mostly, that it's immortal, but not eternal. Uh, uh, and, and so the idea that, that, that we are of the same spiritual quality of God is not really very clear. We're, we're the, uh, God and uh, God and, and, and ourselves are qualitatively the same. We are both Brahman, but He's Parama, the Supreme. We are both spirit. We are the same spiritual nature. We are very tiny. He's all pervading.
1: Is it mentioned in the Bible in some way in, in the text in the Bible
0: about that No. or something like that? No. But, but people do have experience of the guidance of God. Sometimes it appears like a voice from the heavens, or sometimes they get some kind of inter-voice or inter-guide or something like that. And they can uh, uh, think that it's, uh, it's coming from, from God. How do we convince them? <laughs>
2: uh...
0: I think it's funny that they, they, they understand there's a voice from God, and they know that, and, and uh, uh, we would just like them... You know, there's certain things you have to do, like most, most Christians don't understand how, how bad meat-eating is for your consciousness. The idea is the consciousness has to be clarified, it has to be purified. What was really very nice in the Bhagavad Gita, and is really worth studying, is this idea of the three modes of nature. You know, we we see everything, you know, things are coming into being, things last a while, things are destroyed. That's the cycle of nature, you know, creation, maintenance, and destruction. And and when things are being created, material nature is in Raja Guna, the mode of passion. Uh, when things are being maintained, it's sattva guna, the mode of goodness. And when things are being destroyed or falling apart, it's the uh, mode of ignorance or darkness, tamaguna. And that's We can see that. But these are also psychological characters, mental characteristics. Uh, if one is driven by strong passions and desires and longings and yearnings and always wants more money. You notice the people that are really want money, they never get enough? However much they have, they want more. This is the mode of passion. Uh, uh, the, the archetypical expression of mode of passion is sexual desire. And then that gets uh, from creation, from this mode of passion. Uh, And mode of ignorance, uh, psychologically, bewilderment, confusion, laziness, sleep, procrastination, insanity, all of these are uh, the mode of ignorance. Uh, Knowledge depends upon sattva. Consciousness in in the mode of goodness is very detached and very alerted. And the typical, you know, a, a really good uh, academic would be in the mode of goodness. They're not anymore, but, they, but, but, but but you know, to have that kind of very alert interest in, in everything and yet to be detached from it, it is, and therefore, it's a kind of a scientific mentality in some way. You know? That's the, that's the mode of, 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 of sattva, sattva Buddha. Uh, and, and so by development of Krishna consciousness, the, the symptoms of practice of Krishna consciousness, the first thing you'll notice is that the mode of ignorance and the mode of passion begin to decrease. And sattva becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. Changes your whole perception. Because in sattva you can see things the right way, Ear things in the right way. All of the senses become uh, become become uh, 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 purified. Our perceptions become correct. Uh, People don't know this anymore. You know, I mean, uh, 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 but this is this this idea of the the cultivation of the mode of goodness uh, is is very very important. And and Prabhupada mentions in the Bhagavad-gita later on, in one of his purports, that in former times, the standard of advancement was the standard of the mode of goodness. But he says, now the standard of the mode of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. What happens, according to the Bhagavad-gita, the result of the mode of passion is misery. And then when the misery comes, then people generally take shelter of intoxication or oblivion of some kind or another, something to lower or destroy the consciousness. Uh, 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 and uh, therefore you have a whole recreational drugs or medical drugs that basically blot you out so you don't suffer. This is this, so, from, so from the mode of passion, most people when they experience the suffering that it engenders, they, they, they go to the mode of, mode of ignorance. Uh, that's not really good. So this is, this is uh, something that, that you can see, if, if, if you take up the practices of Krishna Consciousness, to, to that degree you'll see that the modes of uh, ignorance and the modes of passion decrease and then an amount of self, self, uh, sense control that you thought was not possible uh, becomes possible a- and the result the the symptom of the mode of goodness is happiness you don't really you know just be in the mode of goodness and, you know, does the job and then and that from that platform very easy to actually become Transcendental to the modes altogether, spiritual situation is pure goodness, us, a purified goodness, and in that state of consciousness, you can then directly perceive uh, the Supreme Lord, and it's direct. You, know, I can't, you can't even see me. All I can see is your material bodies, but you can see God in a, in a way that's, uh, you know, it's consciousness to consciousness. And so those people who have that experience, they have no doubts whatsoever. They can no longer, no more doubt God's existence than they can their own. Can you doubt your own existence? Is it possible? Who's doubting? Can't do it. So with that same conviction, you can, the possibility, you can't doubt Krishna's existence. It's just a fact incontrovertible Yeah.
2: Um, two quick questions. And uh, the first one is, you mentioned later in the text that um, it says, no matter what castes one you know, is born into, they can, you know, if you look Krishna you can become. Um, I'm not sure whether to put it say Brahman or, yeah, or no. well,
0: Brahman means one who can understand transcendence. Huh? Okay.
2: Whereas earlier in the Congress, in the the, um, teaching, he said that, did you say that your tutor said um, that, basically, it's it's decreed by caste? Did your tutor say that it was the opposite to that? The scholarly teaching is, is the opposite, that one can't?
0: One can, yeah, if it's powerful. There's an interesting verse in, in, in the Ramayana Bhagavatam about devotional service, and it gives a list of, of people who are, like, really outcasts: Kirata, Unandra, Pulindapu Pukusha, Yovana These are lists of all people that are considered way beyond the pale for spiritual life. You know, some kind of aborigine people, people who... Who are, you know, the, the only way of livelihood is herding pigs and eating them, and, you know, this kind of stuff. People that can, are generally considered really outside the, the, the pale of Vedic culture. Kiratha, Hunanda, Polinda, Pukasha, Abira, Shomba, Yuvana, Kasharia. That's the list. Yin, Ye, Chapapapa, and even those who are even more sinful. Yarapa, Shraya, Shraya, as my. Provision of Even those people can become uh, purified by taking shelter of one who has taken shelter of the Lord. This is this is the, the process uh, of Krishna consciousness. So it's it, 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 the 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 Vaishnava uh, uh, teachings in, in the Vedas. a whole whole This is David Huthi. How glorious is that dog-eater? Generally in India, traditionally, like the kind of lowest people are those that eat dogs. How glorious is that dog-eater on whose tongue there is always the name of God? That person is able to perform all sacrifices, execute all penances, and study all the Vedas because of that. Because of Kirata, Hunanda, Pulinda, Pukasad, and that's the other, these verses are verses, they're like that, you know. Otherwise, I couldn't practice, I mean, I mean you know. We're all, we're all uh, outside of India, unfit
2: interest and how um, the scholarly teaching will be the opposite so like if you were of the propensity to go in and believe that sort of carry on you might miss out on a a religious education altogether a sincere religious education altogether you know if you you were to go in to college and believe that you can't you know you can't move from your original setting
0: I, don't, I don't, I'm quite yeah. what were,
2: were you saying that your your your, your tutor was te, was teaching that that the opposite of what the
0: Bhagavad Gita is saying? Yeah, there, there, this 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 one particular yeah. Uh, sure. uh, teacher. Yeah. Like, if
2: you were to believe
0: him, you might go in with a good heart, wanting to to, yeah. you know, get to know. Yeah. It, it's just just an. I, I I must say though, at least in academics. The, the things that Prabhupada says about the Bhagavad Gita have become more generally accepted. That first example, the Bhagavad Gita, is a theistic text because people have denied that. You know, so so uh, you know, I, I, I would I would have to say that that uh, yeah, it's it's quite different in most academic circles now, at least when it comes to uh, understanding Vaishnavism. Uh, because most people first thought that Hinduism was the pure monistic tradition where we are all God and there's God is one and God didn't really create the world, it's just an illusion and so on. That was kind of thought by almost everybody to be like normative Hinduism. It turns out it's one strand, there, there, there are people who think like that within within the the people who accept the authority of, of the uh, of the Vedas, but the the Vaishnava traditions, which are by far the majority of people, by the way, um, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita and and are the, the, our, the text, main text, the Srimad Bhagavatam. These people have come to understand it the way it actually says it is, and I, I think part partly it's are due to us. Uh, that, that have happened. many devotees have actually become academics and they're presenting it uh, in this way.
1: Yeah. Isn't it up for a sincere soul, even though they may go in with an open heart and meet with a because if their sincerity is there they sincerely seek out Krishna the Guru or atman within them will actually give them the strength to continue their search because you have that all the way through philosophy like you've had you know, people in even Grecian philosophy, they would follow a certain school, but at some stage when they find it's not fulfilling their need because they developed a criticality, they will actually move on. So, if there's mundanity within a scholarly relationship, then <coughs> it's totally different to when the student would inquire from a person who's enlightened because the to render service to them that the truth will be revealed. So they develop a criticality. In, an, in another discipline, which is a spiritual discipline, through service and through engagement. And uh, there is that stoka that says, uh, when one engages a tone and chant the holy name of the Lord, all the senses become purified. So, therefore, you know, there is a process that of development of the spiritual life. And when spiritual life develops, the mundane indoctrination that you get from somebody who's not enlightened actually drifts away. Because, you know, you
0: Krishna will reveal the right character like to that. But there is an internal process that goes on. Yeah, and Krishna makes arrangements. You know, when I, when I was reading the Bhagavad Gita and I thought, you know, as my original discovery that it said, to Krishna. And then I thought, my God, I'm going to have to go to India and find somebody, you know, and I will. And then, you know, it was within a week some devotees <laughs> were attending on campus. I just come down from New York to open a uh, center in Philadelphia, and uh, you know, and it took me a while to realize, oh yeah, yeah they're they they're, they're also following the Bhagavad Gita, you know. And so, they, they, you know, uh, Krishna's in your heart, and will r- really, uh, you 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 have free will. Krishna will show you the way to go. You may decide, you know. Hold off or whatever—that's another thing. But but at least the, the opportunities will always be there. Somebody, if somebody's looking for real spiritual advancement, Krishna move heaven and earth to make sure that that person gets what he needs or she needs. <laughs> yeah. I think so, how do you know that, like, the most transcendental experiences aren't just brain chemistry with some? Modern neuroscientists would say, "Yeah, well, uh, I think the modern neuroscientists—they uh, all they know is brain. Chem- I mean, I, th- I think that uh, you have certain experiences; it will change your brain chemistry, but it comes—it comes from another level. They—they they can't get so they have no no way to study consciousness. The biggest problem for neuroscience is what the hell to do with consciousness." It's not there. You know, you you, you can turn certain cells and you may be conscious of this, you may be conscious of that, but what is consciousness and where does it come from? Nobody, as far as I can see, has got the vaguest idea. That's the biggest problem, is to track down consciousness. Consciousness is the symptom of the self. It does not arise from neurochemical reactions. Look. Here, here here's the story we tell ourselves right in the beginning when the universe came into being somehow there were like very very simple structures of matter and for some reason these very very simple structures of matter got more complicated. Now, nobody knows why they started getting more complicated. It just happens on its own. You know, to get more complicated is to go against the law of entropy. So we are somehow some anti-entropic branch system or something. Nobody knows why. They get more complicated. These structures of matter get more complicated. You know, and so you've got these subatomic particles that come together, and you get atomic particles, and you get... You know, electrons and protons and neutrons, and then these uh, uh, elements form themselves in, into chemical bonds with each other, and you get more complex chemical structures. And then uh, finally, there's, you know, carbon, which can do all those little things like make benzene rings, and again, you really complicated. And then, as you get these structures of matter to get more and more complicated, then something happens. Something pops into being, which is not just another structure of matter, but the experience of structures of matter. It's a different ontological category. If your universe is only made up of structures of matter, which can be completely explained and exhaustively described in terms of mathematics, what do you do with the experience of structures of matter? And the really rigorous guys want to say there's no such thing. It's the ghost and the machine, you know. It's the you know, anyway, So many things are there. But, 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 our idea is it, it, well, the the Bhagavad Gita's idea is there's two. Krishna has two kinds of energy. One of the structures of matter. And the other are the multitude of conscious living entities, the, the jivas, the souls. And the confluence of these things coming together, out of that arises the universe, under the direction of the super soul. That's, that's our account. But how to get rid of consciousness, that's their big problem. What to do with it if it doesn't fit? And it's always interesting to see people going through ideas to to, to find one way or another, you know. When I was studying philosophy, there was a British philosopher, Gilbert Weil, you know. And he called it the ghost in the machine. How to exercise the ghost in the machine, you know. And it's still there. (laughs) Yeah. He called it Plato's ghost. Left us with this idea of the soul. But you know. well, that's the problem. Anything else? Questions or comments? Well, thank you for your kind attention. Yeah. I'm moving on tomorrow, but I have to come back again someday. And see you all again. And Hare Krishna. <laughs> Developing your real lives. Hare Krishna. your yes.
2: Prabhupada.